0: Hi, Sophia Renea here. Before we get into the replay of my interview with My Green Phils founder, Stephen Isell, I just want to remind you that the drawing ends today. So make sure you go to SovereignSelf.live, click on the banner, and get your entry for the free Dryer Angel drawing and a sample of hand soap. If you've already done your entry for the drawing, then sit back and enjoy the interview. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and today I am very excited to share with you my guest. Today's guest is Stephen Izzell, and he is the CEO of My Green Fills and Memberbox. He's a passionate entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and a sustainable living enthusiast. And through some divinely orchestrated events in 2012, he met Ruth and co-founded My Green Fills. And... Boom! Now disruptive green chemical solutions are flying out the doors to markets, hotels, homes, everywhere. Before joining My Green Fills, Stephen managed several New York restaurants, including one in Rockefeller Plaza. Welcome, Stephen. I'm so happy to have you here with me today.
2: I am excited to be here too, Sophia and Thanks for having me.
0: I know. I'm sure there are people out there going, My Green What? why do you have a soap guy on Sovereign Self? (laughs) <laughs> and I think it speaks pretty directly to what my mission is here, which is to show how spirituality weaves into the fabric of everyday life. And one of the places where spirituality meets everyday life is in having a more gentle footprint on the planet and having cleaning products that are more supportive to your to your physical being, your well-being, and even being socially, economically conscious. And that's why I'm excited to have you here with me.
2: <laughs> this is going to be awesome.
0: So I, I'm reading this. You've done a lot of amazing things in your life. But take us back to how you started. Where did you
2: come uh, from? What's How far start? back? So, oh, so like the start of the race. The, um, the beginning.
0: Well, You're on the line and you said, go. <laughs> uh,
2: so... Um, I'm a, uh, just a little punk kid from the South Bronx um, and, and grew up in the Bronx, you know, my whole life and single mom after the age of 10 and uh, yeah, did not by any stretch of the imagination have the proverbial silver spoon. And, yeah, I was going to um,
0: say the Bronx is kind of a rough place to grow up.
2: Yeah, so walked, walked the cheese line. Mm -hmm. Um, not many people even know what that is, but um, (laughs) I remember the
0: cheese lines. I'm old enough.
2: Um, so I was on the cheese line with grandma and, um, yeah, so single mom. And I started working full time when the summer I was from 11 turning 12 as a dishwasher in a little Italian restaurant in the South Bronx called Yolanda's. It's still there. It's a third generation restaurant. I was basically raised in that restaurant from like, again, I was just turning 12 through 18. Um, And yeah, that's where I kind of started. worked full time. I mean, after school and the owner drove me home after work at night. And they're like, I called them Uncle Vinny and Uncle Neil. And they were uncles. They were like family because they literally, I didn't have a dad or a father figure. So they basically raised me and I worked like really, really hard went to culinary school for 2 weeks. Um, that was a crazy story and for
0: 2 weeks. I owned, think the programs usually a little longer than that, right?
2: Yeah, but I wasn't subscribing to the nonsense and I was standing next to kids that never been burned, never been cut, never worked 18 hours on a line and sweat their brains out all weekend and broke their butt to pay the bills and help their mother keep food on the table and when I was forced to like take general knife skills and they wouldn't let me test out, I said I'm going to take my money elsewhere. So I went and I worked um, for free for a really amazing chef for a year. Um, and out of that, you know, I I actually bought into and owned my first restaurant when I was nineteen.
0: Look um, at you go. And, Major um, school of hard knocks,
2: right? Yeah. Oof. And I did go to I did get my undergrad and hotel restaurant management business. Um, it, while working and owning restaurants. That's another story. And that's another really grew up my, like grew up, burning grew up my candle
0: at both ends, yeah, so, sort of. Yeah
2: it's no different than I am now at 40. I mean, it's, I'm a pretty intense guy. I don't have a dimmer switch. It's on or off. And um, yeah, built almost 50 restaurants and ran almost 50 restaurants and eateries and throughout New York city in my twenties, built my own group and started doing really well. Kind of 08, 09 happened. And, you know, fourth quarter of 08, I was heavily levered and a lot of debt, um, Mm -hmm. growing extremely fast, had a monstrosity of an ego and, and then all lost everything. Funding so all, dried
0: up and everything. Yeah. 08 was oh, it
2: was, yeah, it was, it was the, the best. It, it was a multimillion dollar education that no one could ever get from going to school. So that, learned a lot and kind of had to hit the reset button. So we picked up sticks, moved to Northern Michigan. You know, we started having kids and I was, you know, um, Really, I wanted a better place to raise my family than, you know, the New York City area. Mm-hmm. So we left, um, kind of started over in Traverse City, Michigan. And um, really, I did some advisory work when we moved here. And then really just doing a lot of soul searching. And I said, you know what, I just want to have impact. And I, want to, I know how to build companies. I know how to sell stuff. I just know what I know. And I said, I just want to apply the gifts that God gave me to help people and do good stuff. And I kind of went on a pursuit and then, you know, I got, we landed on our feet here and I invested in a couple companies, one of which was a soap company that was selling at local, local farmers markets and super local, local, like, you know, health food stores. Yeah. And the story really resonated with me because, you know, kind of back up a few years, we have five children now, but when our, my first, my oldest son was a three week old little baby. He broke out in a head to toe rash. Oh, yeah. It looked like he was burned, like scourged, and I was in charge of like, his like third or fourth bath. It's like three weeks old, and I, I took off his his onesie, and he was like, I was like,
0: red and spotty, and he's,
2: and, and he's yeah, he's yeah. screaming, and I call my my wife is a a neonatal ICU nurse, and I said. Babe, and she and she got. I was like, oh man, if I see like the nurse getting freaked out, now I'm even more freaked out. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and then I, we went to the doctor and the pediatrician, and that went to a dermatologist, and you know, steroid creams and this. Maybe it's a an, a vaccine reaction or this and that. And the other thing, and a friend of the family just said, hey, what do you use for laundry detergent? And I was like, well, the stuff that grandma always used, right, the big bright right. bottle. I said, oh, no, you can't use that. You have to use something that's, you know, more safe for babies. And I was like, what? So
0: it, it, Wait, so it, didn't you make, mean one I'm using is not safe?
2: <laughs> yeah, like yeah. doesn't com- do not does not compute. What do you mean? It's what grandma used wasn't safe. And so we did. We stripped his clothes and, you know, we're using like bacon soda and vinegar and, you know, all his bedding and washed it with like non-toxic stuff. And like literally like within a day or so, it was like gone, no medicine. And I was like, wait a second, like if, you know, if laundry detergent can make my son sick, what else is in my house? So I became like a full blown, like eco conspiracy theorist. I'm like, everyone's trying to kill us and and everything from like processed foods. Like, get it out. Like I don't want any chemicals in my house and started making our own stuff. And, you know, a few years later came by and I, you know, I met this lady who started selling soap out of a sink in her house and Fell in love with the story and, you know, in the mission and and now, you know, that was 2012 and eight years later we are um, the fastest growing, if, chemical manufacturer in North America. That's um, so it's been it's been a heck of a ride, but uh, yeah. that's how it all started. There you go.
0: Let let me let me kind of dig back in there because I I love the unfolding of like the spiritual journey. When yep. you did that transition from New York to you said Michigan. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. How long were you kind of in that search mode where it's like, I want to do something different and impactful before the the seeds of it started to show up for you?
2: Well, I always felt that I had a bigger calling on my life than, you know, than the restaurant business. And I was really good at it. And I really enjoyed the creativity and the energy of being a restaurateur. Um, But I felt like I was really destined for things that really changed people that really impacted lives and like change stuff. Right. And I felt like even didn't matter how many restaurants I could build, I was always confined by the level of impact I could geographically based on, you know, the number of restaurants I owned and built. Yeah.
0: People are only going to drive so far for a good meal.
2: Yeah. And, um, so when we lost, you know, every, you know, the, the, the houses, the boats, the summer houses, like it was everything just evaporated in, you know, 09. Um, I didn't roll over and play dead, right? I mean, I, I started, I, I did whatever I could to provide for my family, right? But then I just couldn't dig out of, you know, I mean, our personal f- burn rate for the house and the taxes and where we lived and the lifestyle that I had, I had built,
0: Yes.
2: I couldn't sustain and other than going back to the rat race. And at that time, New York City was, you know, kind of a bloodbath of businesses closing and banks are not do- going to work. And mm-hmm. it was yeah, tough. Yeah, you've got all kinds and, of
0: high-powered traders and stuff who are oh, on yeah. employment. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: Yeah. So we, you know, my wife and I did a lot of soul searching and we prayed and we really asked God to to open the right door for us. My I have an amazing bride, um, especially she has put up with a crazy entrepreneur for, you know, almost two decades. And it's really hard being married to an entrepreneur. Yeah, Yeah. because there's the, the, you know, the entrepreneurial journey is a very spiritual journey, right? Because, again, you're you're going into, it doesn't matter how much people like try and copy somebody else, it's you, you're creating something from nothing. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, we... Um, my wife is from Michigan. She went to an, an arts academy called Interlock and Arts Academy, right where we live. She was a ballerina through high school. Yeah. So we vacationed up here and I loved, you know, the serenity of Northern Michigan. And I'm a, I'm a really big outdoorsman. So I love, you know, being on the water and fishing and outdoors and hiking. And, and this is like an outdoorsman's outdoor woman's paradise up here. There's so much water. There's so many, you know, places yeah. to go and do.
0: Yeah, I was really so. In Minnesota with grandparents. Oh, really? Yeah. Northern Minnesota. So I know. On the, the other side of the of, pond. Yeah. Beautiful.
2: Um, so, you know, we loved it here. And really, you know, we had, uh, you know, it was all of that material stuff was gone. The cost of living here was way less. It was way slower. We built, we believed to be, a, you know, a, a, you know, a more wholesome place to raise our family. And really God just orchestrated our footsteps and put everything in place. And we landed on our feet and kind of hit the reset button, like rebooted the computer and everything changed and went from like, you know, a concrete jungle to like backyard chickens and growing my own food and permaculture and, you know, building companies that get women out of sex trafficking and saving tens of millions of pieces of plastic from being produced. And, Yada yada yada. So yeah. it's been. Uh, that's how. Yeah, we kind of landed here. That's how that's, God put it all together for us.
0: That is beautiful. I've I've got a backyard garden now this year. <laughs> Sweet. It was my vic, year to vic, do it apparently. Vic, vic,
2: victory garden.
0: My victory garden. Yes, I've got. Yeah. Uh, I've got five stalks of corn out there with like a dozen <laughs> ears on them. I'm like, yeah, nice. it's working.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean gardening. Um, You know, it was a lot of work, but um, to me, it's a very, to be connected with the soil um, and to, there's so many parables um, in nature, so many parables in just the garden. Uh, Mind if I share one real quick?
0: Uh, I will ask you if you'll hold it so we can have our first break and then we'll hear the parable when we come back. Thank you so much for, uh, whoops, Let me me seg out again. So I'm looking forward to hearing the parable after the break. Hang with us. And what I would invite you to do over the break is get your pen and paper. And I'd like you to sit and look at some of the quote-unquote setbacks in your life. And I'd invite you to look at them through another lens. And see if perhaps it resonates with you, with your heart, that It wasn't a setback, but perhaps it was a reset, a clearing out of the slate so you could start something new and different. So just a quick reminder, if you have not gotten your dryer angel yet, sovereignself.live, you've got a couple minutes here during the break to go out and do your clicking through. That's all it should take to get it done. Dwell on that for a moment and we'll be right back.
1: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at Keyword Voice America.
0: Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renee Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZophia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Oh. Hey, Alexa! Hey, Google!
2: Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn.
0: It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work.
1: You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksofia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self.
0: This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I hope you had an opportunity to go out and get your entry into the Dryer Angel drawing and your free hand soap at SovereignSelf.Live. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I am here talking with Stephen Izzell, and he was about to share a parable with us before we went to break. So, share away. I'm, I'm well, on pins you. and noodles.
2: So, um clearly, I mean, hopefully this uh, this message will be will resonate with the world for years to come. But where we are in this kind of snapshot in time is, you know, June 2020 at the recording of this amazing interview. And we're just kind of like at the tail end of this, the most insane season in global history, mm. right? I'll leave all my opinions out of it, but
0: Yeah, we've got a bunch of epic stuff happening right now. It's like, what chapter of Revelations are we playing out today?
2: (laughs) Just look outside, seriously. Yeah. Um, Don't turn on the news, though. It's the worst thing you could do. But needless to say is, um, you know, we're months of quarantine, and, you know, I'm very blessed that our company is really growing, and we've hired almost 100 people in the last few months just because we make products that help people through this season. Yeah and it's been really hard when I'm literally 90 plus hour work weeks. Um, It's been really hard on my wife and the kids and all kids and all families like that are being in a, you know, in a prison cell in their own home. Mm -hmm. So a couple weeks ago, um, you know, the the kids, I'm I'm home, it's the weekend, and, and the kids are bickering and they're, being kids, right? They're right. You know, you t- you told on me, and I, t- I don't want to be with you, and you stay with me, and they're doing this whole and, thing.
0: Yeah, and they've got cabin fever, which just makes yeah, it all like, that much worse. Well, <laughs>
2: yeah, cabin fever with quarantine fever, right? And we just came out of winter in northern Michigan, so that's no picnic. And then we go from winter to quarantine le- life, and so the kids <laughs> yeah, are Yeah, like exactly. It's out. like
0: you got to stay in the house and just look at all that beautiful green.
2: So um, – and part of that green in the woods is in the early spring – in northern Michigan, there's a a wild forageable, right? A wild edible called ramps, or some people call them wild leeks. Oh, it's like yes. a cru- it's like a scallion meets a shallot meets a garlic meets an onion in this beautiful, like aromatic, amazing little vegetable. And where we live in the backyard, we have um, we live in the, on the back end of a of a state park, and there's like ramps everywhere so we go out and we harvest like and we 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 make pestos and we dehydrate them make powders and make all these really great things so we took the i'm like i am i'm gonna get the kids out we're just gonna go out and get dirty like i need to get these kids out and blow off some So we go out and we pick a bushel of ramps and so they're on the kitchen table they're on the you know the dining room island and we're um working on ramps and the kids again "Ah, they're fighting they're bickering and And, and, you know, the temptation for me to get mad and angry and who's in timeout really came and I said, you know what, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to speak life and teach my children a lesson, which goes right into like before the break, when you're asking like, Hey, if there's something in your life that you're holding on to that you're ready to let go or whatever, like stay tuned. And I was like, man, this is like the perfect segue because I, I took a ramp and, and ramps are, they have two leaves on them there's only two leaves on a ramp and they, and they may go down to like a little bulb that's mm-hmm. below the earth and um, I said guys I'm going to teach you a lesson on how important your beliefs, how important your words are and how much authority you have in this world So I says I took, I took two pieces of paper from the printer white piece of paper and I said, I want you to give me all the words and the phrases that come to your heart that you believe, you know, resemble, exude a, a feeling of and life and living like good stuff. Yeah. Just like love. And, you know, you're so awesome and great job. And like my young ones are like, you know, you're awesome. And I'm like, yeah, you're awesome. And, and Jesus and all these like words of like life and affirmation and gratitude and hope and all these things came on that piece of paper. That's right. Hold on for a second. So I grabbed another piece of paper. I says, hey, I want you to think about all the words, the feelings and emotions that create death that are negative. Like, mm-hmm. And I, what are those? I hate you. You're, you're ugly. You're not good enough. You're a tattletale. Like all mm-hmm. these things that they're feeling and they're experiencing. Yeah. I said, okay. So I walked over and I grabbed a ramp. And I cut from a beautiful, perfect ramp that we just harvested. And I cut, I cut the leaves off from the same exact plant. So I put the pieces of paper on the kitchen counter and I said, I put one of the leaf from the same plant on the sheet, on the sheet of paper that had life and the other one that said die. And I said, when you go, I said, I want you to do is I want you to, we're going to just put your hand over you're going to lay your hand over it. Don't touch it, either of them. And I want you to look at this one and say, man, you're so beautiful. And I want you to re- rehearse these words in your heart, but, but create the emotion of really love and gratitude and tell that leaf how beautiful it is and how much you love it and look at that one with whatever anger, hate, and all these, you're a tattletale, you're not good enough, you're ugly, and I want you to look at that one and I want you to hate that one perfectly. And then, every time you walk by this kitchen counter, I want you to look at this one and do this and that one and do that. And And then what I did was I took a picture Every, like, I took a picture that night. I took a picture when I left work the next morning. I got home from work the next day and the next morning. And within basically 20, like 36 hours, the one on the left, which was the one that was lit was still soft and it was supple and it was barely Brown. Yeah. One on the right was black and it was like crunchy and it was shriveled up and had, it was dead. Yeah. I said, Hey guys, come here. When you look at your, when you look at yourself, when you look at, your siblings, when you look at mom, dad, but mostly when you look in the mirror and you look into the depth of your own heart, don't look at yourself as not good enough. Because the same way that that leaf, these leaves obeyed you,
0: mm-hmm. it's the
2: same plant. They, th- these leaves, they obeyed you. One lived and one died.
0: Mm-hmm. So when and you look at your sister, beautiful and one guy yeah, ugly,
2: yes. when, when you, when you, and you could do this at home, like anybody could do this. And literally the test is bulletproof. I learned it from amazing, some amazing teachers like Dr. Masuramoto and, and Michael Terrell and Bruce Lipton and, 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 you know, John Braden and, and some amazing thought leaders and, you know, Jesus, the greatest teacher of all, like in how we speak life or speak death and how, you know, from the tongue, we have the ability to bring life, we have to be able to curse and bring death. And I taught this to my children. And it was like, wow, I mean, it's like, this is how powerful it is. And so if you're on the other side of this, you know, on the other side of listening on this interview, and you're with us this far, you know, here's your chance to to choose which leaf you want to be.
0: Yeah, right. Do you
2: want to be the leaf that lives? And it's fragrant and it's soft and supple. And you want to be the one that's crunchy and dead because somebody told you you should be.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, you weren't good enough. You were wrong in whatever aspect so they chose to pick on. I love that. And it reminds me of an experience of my own that I had. I'm a healer. And early in my healing journey, um, spirit would send me places. I'd be driving around. They're like, okay, go into Trader Joe's. Okay, I'll go into Trader Joe's. And I needed eggs. So I'm like standing in front of the eggs and, and feeling the energy of the eggs and going, okay, which one of these eggs came from happy chickens? Because mm-hmm. if I eat eggs from unhappy chickens, my body has a really bad reaction to it. If I eat eggs from happy chickens, my body does all right. So I'm, I'm feeling the energy of the eggs and I think I found my happy chickens. And I hear a gentleman off to my left uh, who's asking for a sample of their coffee and they asked, do you want sweetener? And he's like, I want some of that agape. I mean agave. And I turned around and looked at him and I said, it, it does taste like love, doesn't it? <laughs> and we got to chatting and he was the reason I'd been sent into the store because as I'm talking to him, he's telling me that, you know, he, he can't hardly choke down any food and, and it's hard to swallow anything. And so he's down to like coffee and milk or something. And I tuned in, I said, asked for permission. and I tuned in and what I got was you need to bless your food. He says, I'm, I'm a minister. I always pray before I eat my meal. I'm like, no, that's not the energy that's coming through. You need to literally thank the food on your plate for its sacrifice that it made to sustain you. You need to bless your food. And, um, so good. You know, I, I talked to him a couple of weeks later and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm eating again. The block in my throat is gone. And, And my body is doing what it's supposed to do. Hmm. Yeah, it's so powerful, the energy and the intentions we set into what we put in our bodies and on our bodies. And that's part of the reason I'm so excited to have you here, because as some of you may know, I'm a recovering scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Biophysics was my field, and I'm married to a chemist, and so... The rule of thumb, if if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. That doesn't apply to us because we can pronounce all that shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you know all the molecular chains to get there. Yeah, Um, I
0: I know how to make that. (laughs) If if push comes to shove, I could make that. And so it's exciting to me, especially as someone who has a lot of these sensitivities around food and aromas and the stuff that I wash my clothes in it's exciting to have someone who's out there bringing things that are more healthful, more balanced and, and less detrimental to mother nature. Yeah. And so I'm I'm hugely grateful to have you here with me. So tell me a little bit about if someone's out there wondering, geez, should I be using this or switching to something else? How do you know when you've got something toxic in your, in your cleaning supplies that you should be getting rid of? or replacing with something a little more gentle?
2: You know, I, I, I go by this, I like rules of three. Um, and you know, I, I get asked this a lot now on global stages, physical and clearly amazing stages like this one right here. And my first rule of advice is, hey, first thing, if you're people on a journey of living a non-toxic, eco, sustainable, wholesome life is to first take care of the things that go in you. Right. That's yes. the most important thing. And that's not just food, right? Happy chickens and eggs. You know, that's really important, right? Eating things that don't have pesticides and nasty, like supplements, food, nutrition, drinks, but also your thoughts, like the people, what people say to you, if you can say yes and amen to a bunch of nonsense, and now that's part of your identity and that yeah. stuff's got to get wiped away. So that's the first thing, deal with the stuff that goes in you. Second thing is deal with the stuff that goes on you. Mm-hmm. So there's some cleaning stuff, especially laundry, which I'll talk about in a second. Is to make sure that the stuff you put on you, right, especially women that use back, you know, beauty care, skincare products like cheese, oh like goodness. really, yeah. we really bathe learn.
0: ourselves in all kinds of lotions and scents uh, and oils. And what, yeah,
2: <laughs> a friend of mine, Dr. Mark Hyman, who's an amazing thought leader in integrative medicine, is um, I was talking to him a couple of years ago and he says, Stephen, you know, because he knows what I do, and he says, Stephen, here, here's the reality of what you do. And that is, is that in a study that they did at Cleveland Clinic, they found that the average umbilical cord, right? Cord blood mm-hmm. from babies, healthy born babies had an average of four plus 400 household chemicals in the cord blood. Holy buckets. So it's like, this is no joke, right? Like the yeah. en- environmental toxicity that we're exposed to is no joke. So, um, so there you go. Like it's in our, this stuff is in our, all of our bodies. And we wonder why people get so sick. It's like, well, your toxic bucket is just overflowing.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and, and I, I love that you know Mark Hyman because his yeah, yeah. book is the one that allowed me to identify the fact that I have food allergies. Wow. <laughs> and to begin, you know, it excluding certain things from my life so that my, my system runs better.
2: So um, so first thing, what goes in you. Second thing, what goes on you. Third thing, what is around you, ah. right? And what you surround yourself with. And that's where a lot of cleaning products like fit into that category. The types of clothing, bedding, aromatherapy, candles, pl- plugins all that stuff oh, like you want to be the stuff
0: are just horrifying you know. to me <laughs> well, you just,
2: so all the stuff that's around you right yeah. so and and those go in and the reason why I put them in that order is because you can easily control what the hell goes in your mouth because mm-hmm. you got 10 fingers and two arms and one mouth so you could really and two eyes you, to
0: read the ingredients two eyes,
2: yeah you have you have it's very easy to control that it's less easy to control what goes on you and yeah. it's really hard to control what's around you so I do put them in that order. And the reason why we started in laundry, and now we have over 30 products in multiple categories from you know an oven cleaner replacement that's safe and non-toxic and plant-based to laundry to dryer sheet alternatives, et cetera. And the reason why laundry has been such a passion of mine, not only because, like I shared earlier, my son had a really bad reaction to laundry products, but also because I believe that laundry chemicals are the single most toxic chemicals in the entire entire world. Now your your husband is a chemist and you're his is like, eh, that's not true. Right. But here's oh here's,
0: no. I it's Okay, it's, good. I I'm I'm with you. I'm not gonna right. I'm not so, gonna so people, contradict to that.
2: <laughs> yeah, because some people say, like, oh no, like oven cleaner. I'll use that as an example, right? Or, you know, a solvent or like those things are way more t- yeah, from an acute toxicity perspective, yeah, those things are wicked. But you're not like Like spraying yourself with oven cleaner, right? Well,
0: when you go to do oven cleaning, right, you protect yourself. You put on gloves. You put on maybe goggles or glasses to keep the splashing from happening because you know it's nasty stuff.
2: And if you are a rock star homemaker, you're cleaning your stove maybe once or twice a month, right? Yeah. Like you're not like in there like scrubbing. Every day. Yeah. yeah. So you don't get exposed to it often, and the acute toxicity is really more about the environmental impact because that's going in a sink and it's going in the trash and the trash is, and so that's the. But laundry, we're literally if you're using conventional blue, green, goopy, thick, viscous detergents and fabric softeners, you're literally wearing these chemicals. Yep. All. all. Day. day the only time the only time you're not in contact and
0: yeah. sleep in them yes yeah the, the
2: only time you are not exposed to laundry chemicals is when you're taking a shower and hopefully you're not putting yourself a, full of a whole bunch of toxic freaking soaps in your shower right Yeah
0: exactly. So, well we're you know, just so about to our break again so got I'm it. All Pause right, we'll going you' here that. and we're gonna talk about the nastiness that's in your body soap. <laughs> After we return from the break, Um, if you're out there joining with us, we're so grateful that you're here with us. And I'd like you to consider briefly, with your intuition, with an open heart, what might be going in your body or on your body that you might want to consider testing out a shift around? You don't have to make it a full-on commitment, but let's see if there might be one or two things you could look at. Just a quick reminder, if you have not gotten your dryer angel yet, SovereignSelf.live, you've got a couple minutes here during the break to go out and do your clicking through. That's all it should take to get it done. Stay tuned and we will be right back. And we'll be right back after the break.
1: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go. On iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey,
0: beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520 261 This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I hope you had an opportunity to go out and get your entry into the Dryer Angel drawing and your free hand soap at SovereignSelf.live. So we are back from the break. I'm here with Stephen Issel and he is sharing with us some of the places we might want to be looking for toxicities in our lives where we can do an easy swap out for something a little more healthful and a little kinder to Mother Earth. So awesome. we were in the shower <laughs> before not we together. got ready to put not, on not our, our quote-unquote <laughs> clean PJs and crawl into our toxified sheets.
2: <laughs> yeah. So here's the reality of the, the laundry chemical industry. And this really became a thing in the 60s with the, ad, the, the invent of surfactant technology. So you take yes. a, you know petrochemicals, they get synthesized and they become surface area reducing agents they become suds and they clean they remove soils and they remove soils by by loosening right removing lowering the surface tension on fabric and then remove soils and stains remove soils and stains yeah so um and then from there these these surfactants which are thick right and they're and yeah. they're sudsy I said man well you know, people want brighter brights and whiter whites. And the best way to do that is to, buy, is to add ultraviolet light brighteners.
0: Mm, so, dye basically.
2: It, well, not just dyes, <laughs> yeah. right? Because dyes could come like turmeric, mm-hmm. right? Is yeah. a great yellow dye, orange dye, depending on the concentration. But really, UV brighteners are not necessarily dyes, they're photoluminescent chemicals where under artificial light, they glow. Right, so if you think about like the disco, right, like back in the day when we go like to the club or go to the disco, yeah, and like you know your 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 shirt would would glow like uh-huh. under black light, and that's only because everyone in the nightclub or in the or the disco was drenched in laundry chemicals.
0: Exactly. Well, and one of the things that I happen to know about things that that shine, things that make color, things that do that sort of thing, they tend to have ring structures in them. And if you look at the carcinogens that are out there, some of the worst ones, and they all have these ring structures in them.
2: (laughs) It's so true. So that's one thing, right? So you have UV brighteners to trick your eyes into believing that your clothes are cleaner. Mm -hmm. Another thing is perfumes, fragrances. And lots of fragrances need a carrier like a surfactant in order to carry and leave that that perfume load on the fabrics through the wash cycle, through the dry cycle. And the reason why that's there is to really trick your nose into believing that your clothes are cleaner than they really are. Yeah. And I've learned that lesson. Maybe we can get to that in a minute in a really crazy way. And um, so these chemicals are... are and, or even if these chemicals are used for um, reducing static cling or silicon sheen, right, to, to basically repel these negative ions in static cling. Mm-hmm. So they're designed to leave a film on your clothes in order to provide that experience. But really, there's no adequate studies to show what the, these chemicals in concert with everything else that we put on can do to the human genome. And it makes sense. If all you did was go to your local supermarket, even if it's a tiny little supermarket, and if you looked at all the ingredients from all the products that are in the supermarket, put them all together, you can create hundreds and hundreds of thousands of possible variables of just one from one store. Nevertheless, everything in our way of life. So number one, if, if, a, com- if a product, a laundry product has a color and it's blue or it's green, it's designed to leave a film on your clothes, you don't want it on you or your kid's back. Yeah. Exactly. If if on the label they don't clearly describe which every ingredient that you could research, don't trust them. If things are if, if the product just says fragrance or perfume, don't trust it. Here's oh here's, a, here's a here's here's a dirty little trick. There's um, a loophole in patent law for trade secret protection that in our industry, if if a product contains less than one percent of a chemical. You don't 1% and ca- you, you do not have to list on the label. So you can literally have 20 different surfactant combinations, 80 different fragrance combinations, and you don't have legal. legally. You don't have to list them on the label, legally. So, yeah. um, and a lot of these chemicals, and I mean, I'll, I'll talk, you know, chemistry for a second. You know, th- th- you know there's, there's a chemical called sodium lauryl sulfate, SLS. That's gotten a really bad rap. And yes, it's a skinnier and you know, but it's actually not that toxic. It's really not far synthesized chemical away from just coconut oil. Mm-hmm. But it's got bad press. Yeah. So they say, all right, well, S-L-E-S is the safer alternative to S-L-S. And what S-L-E-S is, the, is sodium lauryl ester sulfate. So it's the ethoxylated version mm-hmm. of S-L-S. Right, And, of course, it's not listed on the label, but in the ethoxylation process, the byproduct of ethoxylation is 1,4-dioxane.
0: Oh, that's some bad shit.
2: Well, it's a class 1 carcinogen. Yes. <laughs> and, and even the EWG has SLES in the same category as SLS. So you really have to know this stuff, because, it, or you don't know it, but you just don't trust this stuff. Because an SLES is one of the most widely used surfactants and shampoos in body washes, it's used in, in SLS, SLS, and toothpaste, like this is like you're literally it's it's really mind-numbing that these chemicals are not only allowed to be put on our, you can put them in toothpaste too
0: yeah, um, well and perfume, you brought up perfume and fragrance earlier there aren't any limits to what they can put in perfume you can put any kind of shit you want to put in perfume there, there's nothing that limits that
2: there's a, there's a great documentary called Stink, if you haven't watched it. It's really wow. an amazing documentary. This dude, like, exposes the fragrance industry. It's so awesome. Oh, yeah. Because, um, like, in the, at perfumers, right, I mean, you can literally have something that smells like toxic vile sewage. But if you put it in parts per million, it could smell like hazelnuts.
0: Yeah, if you really dilute it down, yeah.
2: It, it, so it's a, it could be a hazelnut perfume or hazelnut fragrance. When literally, it's like toxic sewage. So it's really crazy how that happens.
0: Yeah, it is. Oh, it just and that's the reason I don't wear any perfume at all.
2: <laughs> Good for you.
0: It's, it's just terrible what ends up in it. Um, we've got some goodies for our guests. Do we want to share about some of the goodies for our guests?
2: I do. Um, it's that we're um, number one, if you know, there'll be links in the show notes and all that stuff that from Sophia Renee can share with you where you can get free hand soap or free laundry soap and get the hookup big time.
0: Absolutely. But, and um, we're going to put it, and we're going to put you in a drawing to get dryer angels.
2: And I want to talk about that for a second. Cause yeah. it's, it's, it's one of the most, my most favorite product we've ever created. <clears throat> and um for those who are just are watching um, the recording versus this, this is this is a dryer angel. Here's another one. Yeah.
0: If, so, if you don't so happen to be of- on Facebook, he's holding up two really cute little fabric angels. One's blue and the other one's pink, and they're just lovely. So I'll tell us you about a, I'll the show angels. You a
2: picture of, and this is I want you to meet Biana.
0: Oh, um, she's lovely. Uh, yes. Uh,
2: so dry dryer sheets super toxic stuff, right? You don't want that. You don't want conventional dryer sheets in your house. So we had to replace that because people want the sensory experience. They want to have their clothes smell real nice. Mm -hmm. So we invented this product called Dryer Angels and inside you fill it with the sachet and the sachet has essential oils and plant-based fragrance oils and we list all of them on our site, fully transparent. But that's not the real reason why I love the product. Yes, it smells great and I have these things in my car and gym bag and shoes everywhere. But the reason is, we found a way and a, a way to pay life forward to the product so dry arrangements are handmade one by one by hands of love we have we employ t- 12 women in jamaica we, we fund an entire deaf village it's called the caribbean christian centers for the deaf it's an amazing organization that really like equip and train and and um educate and house really an ostracized group in jamaica mm.
0: um, so what, what would these women be facing if they weren't engaged with your organizations and uh, supporting the dry areas?
2: 90, 92% unemployment rate.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and reason being is that the, the, the national religion, the, the culture is if you're deaf, you're demonically possessed. So they uh-huh. really like ostracized the deaf in, in some of the cultures, especially with the mountain cultures in Jamaica. So this ministry went down there and literally like bought a piece, got a piece of land and they built a village over 100 people that are deaf live there and they get schooling and so forth and um, so they would be faced 92% unemployment rate and being completely ostracized and ignored and mistreated and, and in, our, in no their way communities
0: to support themselves
2: none and um, you know I can get these dryer angels made in, in another country with automation for probably three cents 35 cents a unit right I pay almost $6 a unit to get them made there by hand. And we now fund their entire ministry. And out of that came new businesses where they have a coffee roasting business. And they're like educating the the, the, the people of Jamaica through Def Can Coffee. It's such a great story. But the challenge was a few years ago, when we we're growing so fast that they couldn't keep up with our orders. Right. So I said, well, how do we, how do we scale this thing? Right. How do you scale the unscalable?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, well, we're not going to create more deaf people in Jamaica, so, right.
2: and we're not going to hope for more either. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, so we, we started asking hard questions like we do all the time with all of our companies, and what came out of that was another ministry relationship out of Southeast Asia, where we literally like women that are either disabled or many we literally purchase buy women out of the sex trade, and they get healed. And they get rehabilitated like a leaf. The leaf I talked about, they, they get spoken into a new yes. identity. And they, they, they rid themselves of that old, really messed up identity that they were programmed to believe.
0: Yeah, and they that was healed. imposed on them because no one yeah. chooses
2: that. And, um And lots of them have sustainable jobs sewing dryer angels for us out of Asia. Um, And now we're looking at other ways um, to even scale past them, right, and help more people. So this product, every single one, I mean, you talk about, like, happy chickens. I mean, these are handmade with hands of love, and we're paying life forward. I mean, last year we got almost 200 women out of sex slavery and rehabilitated just through the Dry Angel campaign and over 100 100 people in in Jamaica that – we, we it's such a cool project. Um yeah. In addition well, to all the other things that we do, so we're going to give one of those away, and it's going I, to be awesome.
0: I love that, and I, I got a, an example dry angel in my box today, nice. and I'm very excited Sweet. to have that. Um, and there was there's this beautiful card in there from the woman who makes it that says my name is this I really appreciate and this is what it's done for me. It's an absolutely beautiful inclusion that comes along with that angel. So even if you don't win an angel in the drawing I would encourage you to go acquire an angel. Um, You can go to to SovereignSelf.media and you can get the link to enter the drawing as well as the link to go get some free hand soap. So you can test this out and see if it's even half as good as you hope or imagine that it might be. (laughs) Um, And we're going to start the drawing when this interview is released, which is July 27th. And then this will replay in August. I believe it's the second weekend in August. I'll have to look up the date and and edit it in here. (laughs) Um, And when the interview replays that will be the day that the drawing closes at midnight pacific time so make sure you get in there you get entered to get your angel you go get your free hand so thank you so much for being with us today Stephen. we've got just another minute before we go what do you have um words of wisdom wise to people who are out there looking for what's their path going to be, what's going to be their mission of service in this world?
2: Make it as uh, concise as I can. And to me, Zofia, Renee, I think, you know, we're living in a very interesting season in human history. The noise that is that is trying to steal And Rob, your joy and your peace has never been more aggressive than it is right now. And we're in election season in the United States, and people want to, you know, are going to be talking about who to vote for. And although that vote's important, I believe the vote that everyone makes every day with the dollars in their pocket, the vote on who they believe to speak into their life, has never been more important than right now. So support, especially the local businesses and the the companies that are doing good stuff and helping people and vote against the people that are not doing good things and the people that are speaking death into your life and fear and anxiety and hate and wear a mask because everyone hates you and they're all trying to kill you. Don't listen to them. Just love others and embrace your loved ones in a new way and find a place of peace and gratitude. Because that is the only way out of this is through love and grace. It is not through war and hate and death. Yeah.
0: No, be, be the change. What I have found, and I will share my little bit of wisdom around this, because it, I've been sitting with this a lot and mulling it over. Um, mm-hmm. There's a thing in this world called enemy patterning. And the reason enemy patterning exists is so you can do inhuman things to another human being. If you release the enemy patterning and you look in a person's eyes and you see the person, it's impossible to raise your hand against them. Impossible. So, love everyone you meet, look everyone in the eyes, connect with their soul, and know that they are a huge blessing to this world, as are you. And before we go, remember today is the last day to enter the drawing for the dryer angel and to get your free hand soap. Make sure you get your entry in before midnight Pacific time, August 10th, in order to be included for the drawing for the free dryer angel and get your free hand soap. And until next time, go out and live soul first.